Hey everyone, welcome back to episode three of the JP2 Generation podcast. I am your host, Tom Perna. It's been nearly a week since my last podcast, and I apologize for that. Uh, Life has been pretty hectic, and with this whole coronavirus thing, you know, sometimes some days you feel like uh, it's it's uh, God's will, and there's other days where you're just trying to grapple at it, trying to figure out what it is, and it's crazy because it's affecting everyone you know. Everybody we know is affected by it. Um, every every town, every every country, every city here in the states uh, seems to be grappling with this incredibly difficult and strange uh, virus. That uh, it's just hard. It's hard to fathom. So I'm sorry I wasn't that consistent with my podcasting this week. I will try to be more consistent. During the week, though, we celebrated a great Marian solemnity called the Annunciation. Uh, it is one of the great um, solemnities that has to do with Our Lady. Obviously, a lot of people know the Annunciation means announcement. It is when the angel Gabriel came to Mary and told her that she would be the mother of the Son of God. Now, a lot of people think that Christmas is actually when the Word became flesh, but it's actually here at the, the Annunciation that the Word is incarnate, that, that the Word, Jesus himself, becomes flesh. In Mar- you know, he, 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 he's, he's a little baby, a little baby in the womb of Our Lady. So it is here where the Word becomes flesh. It's not just Christmas. Christmas is where, you know, we, is the birth of Jesus, but this is where, this is nine months before, this March 25th, it's, a week, it's nine months before uh, Mary gives birth to our Lord. So I kind of want to just explain, I wanted to read it and then explain something that I found fascinating that I only learned a few years ago. Well, actually close to 10 years ago now, thinking, of, thinking about it when I was in grad school. So this is from Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 38. I'm reading from the Ignatian um, the Ignatius, um, what's this? It's the Holy Bible from Ignatius Press. It's the Revised Standard Version. It says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and considered in her mind what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no husband? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your kinswoman, Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. 
and the angel departed from her. I love that reading. It's one of my favorite scripture readings from all of the scriptures, but most especially in Luke. Uh, when I hear it in Mass, I, I often tear up just because of the understanding that I have now of this, of this scripture verse. The one thing I wanted to point out was, and I've had people ask me this in the years I've been doing adult education and adult formation, is, you know, Zechariah in some verses before, and actually right in, chap right in uh, chapter 1, the same chapter, Zechariah, when the angel tells him that him, that he and Elizabeth would have a child, um, Zechariah is kind of he, he kind of he kind of is surprised. He almost is um, kind of mocks God in his in his um, his response, saying, "Come on, how can an old man and an old woman have a child together?" You know, and that's when the angel he actually silences them until the birth of John the Baptist. Um, imagine that conversation, going home after serving in the temple, because Zechariah was a, was a Levitical priest, serving in the temple, and coming home to Elizabeth, and he can't say anything to her. Right? That, would, that would be an interesting conversation. But nevertheless, he's silenced because he kind of mocks God, kind of, you know, there's a sense that he's, uh, he's saying, oh, you know, he's doubting what God can do. There's a doubting that's happening. Mary also questions the angel, how can this be since I have no husband? But her questioning is more of bewilderment than doubt, where Zachariah was strictly focusing, you know, he was completely doubting that his wife was going to bear a child, um, where Mary, she is more bewildered at the question. Um, so uh, there's a difference between bewilderment and doubt. She doesn't doubt God's, uh, God's providence, God's plan, and that it's possible. Uh, she's just kind of bewildered by the whole idea. Um, you know, and it's, and it's, this is where we understand Mary's fiat too, her, her yes, which I've written about. And, you know, Von Balthazar's written about it. Radzinger's written about it. JP2's written about it. They've all the all these great theologians have all talked about it over the years that her fiat isn't just at the Annunciation, but it's also at Calvary as well. She says yes here, her fiat, her yes to the Lord. You know, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. That's her yes. Her, you know, she's she's saying yes. This is this is all part of your will, and I'm saying yes to it. Um, but, you know, she says it, you know, and, there's, and then there's times where at Calvary, she says yes again. And then I would also include the wedding feast at Cana in John chapter 2. It's another part of where she says yes, um, you know, you, you know where, where they, they run out of wine uh, and she goes to Jesus and he questions her. He says, woman, you know, you know my time has not yet come, that whole, that whole conversation. Um, but, you know, that's important because the wedding feast at Cana... That if you know Jesus is essentially saying, if I perform this miracle, our walk to Calvary then begins. Um, so it's very interesting. So she kind of over the even though this is the primary fiat or the primary yes in the scriptures that we think of when Mary um, shows the faith in God and says yes to being the mother of the Son of God, we see a yes moment also in 
John chapter 2, and as well in John 19, uh, when our Lord is on the cross uh, at Calvary. Um, you know, the, this, this, this scripture passage we could spend, if I had done if I had done a podcast on Wednesday, I probably would have focused more time on this. But um, there's one other thing I wanted to talk to you about today, too. And yesterday, if you didn't know, yesterday was the fourth anniversary of the passing of Mother Angelica. Uh, Mother Angelica, as, as many of you probably know, she was the founder of the Eternal Word Television Network, uh, most no, you know, known as e- EWTN. Um, and it's, it started off as a small... Uh, small project and you know now there's EWTN news there's EWTN they have web websites and they've got obviously the the television which is the primary thing that our, our that mother angelica started um, and she passed away on March 27th of 2016 i've written a few blog posts on some of her sayings because let me tell you she was incredibly intelligent and incredibly witty and very blunt and to the point. And that's why I kind of I really like Mother Angelica because she's so blunt and to the point. Uh, but, she, you know, striving for holiness, but also very witty and blunt, and blunt as well. Uh, the blog post, the one that's probably my favorite of all the blog posts is the one I wrote four years ago on this date, actually on March 28th. And the title of that was 12 Sings of Mother Angelica that made me laugh out loud. And I had these, I have this, this book, it's actually sitting here in my, um, sitting in here in my office. Oh, here it is, right? I found it right in the bookshelf that I've been sitting in, or the, uh, the bookshelf in the room that I'm sitting in. Uh, and it's Mother Angelica's, Mother Angelica's Little Book of Life Lessons in Everyday Spirituality written by Raymond Arroyo. Um, Raymond Arroyo, uh, he's on EWTN quite a bit. Um, uh, he's got a show on EWTN, but he's also uh, with Laura Ingram quite a bit on Fox News. Um, so he wrote this book on these little, little book of life lessons and everyday spirituality. The, the, these, these sayings that made me laugh out loud, I mean, I read through them. I remember reading through this book, and I just could not stop laughing. Uh, one of them made me laugh so hard that I had to, take a, I had to get a drink of water uh, and literally made me laugh for three minutes the first time I read it. So here's a few of them. Again, this is also a blog post on my blog, tomperna.org. Uh, just Google 12 sayings of Mother Angelica that made me laugh out loud, uh, and it'll come up on an uh, internet search. A few of these quotes that I took, I don't have, I'm not going to read all 12 of them to you today, but uh, you can go back and read them in the blog post. So here's one. She says, if you're not a thorn in somebody's side, you're not doing Christianity right. I mean, again, even it's been a while since I've read these and they still make me chuckle. If you're not a thorn in somebody's side, you're not doing Christianity right. Another one, if you're breathing and you've got two legs, you're called to holiness. If you're breathing and you've got two legs, you're called to holiness. Uh, This other one, she said, she's talking about St. Jerome. St. Jerome had a terrible temper. He would, him, he would hit himself with a rock every time he lost his temple. So, every time he lost his temper, excuse me. 
I'd be dead as a doornail with no ribs if I did that. <laughs> Pretty funny. And then um, the, the one that really made me laugh out loud was, um, was this one. If you're experiencing, well, and this actually, let me say, this one actually benefits our current situation perfectly because I think a lot of people are dealing with stress and dealing with tension during this uh, coronavirus epidemic, or actually it's a pandemic by now, um, you know, uh, but it's something that it's, 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 it hits us home. Uh, hits home with the idea that's of stress and tension. She says, if you're experiencing stress or tension, give it to Jesus. Tell him, I feel like crawling the wall, but I love you and I want to give this to you. Do you think our Lord wasn't tense living with those 12 screwball apostles? <laughs> so, so <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, um, she gives the apostles a hard time quite a bit in this book. Um, she even says she didn't. Th she would. She didn't think half of them would pass a, a psych test to get into seminary these days. Um, so, she uh, gives them quite a quite a quite a run for their money half the time. But, um, but uh, you know, it's 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 times like this where a little book like this. You can go on my blog again. I think I have four or five blog posts I've written. Um, the one I've, I've got some one I've got one on everyday the everyday sayings an actual blog post like on everyday saying of Mother Angelica so I would encourage you to uh, check out those blog posts on uh, my um, my website and blog uh, whenever you get a chance um, so uh, yeah I'm thinking that's going to be the 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 end of today's podcast if you want to. Uh, you want to shoot me any questions or topics of discussion for the future? I, I look forward to hearing them from you. Uh, and um, let's just end with a Hail Mary today. In the, name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. In the, name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen.